Hello, I'm Michael. And I'm David. And we're the Sticky Bun Boys. This week it's Pastry Week in the Tent, and we've also reached the halfway point of the series. I've been really enjoying watching all the pioneers in the tent this year. Pioneers? Really? This is our 60th episode. The pastry jokes are running a little thin. I do have a few more, though, if you want to hear them before we get going. I don't think I've got any option, David. What do you call a deep-thinking pastry chef? I don't know. A philosopher. As in philo? No, David, no. (laughs) What about a fish that only eats pastry? Oh, I don't know. A piranha. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, last but not least, and definitely not least, what do you call an angry pastry? I don't know, David. What do you call an angry pastry? A croissant. Oh, please, God, have some mercy. I thought they were good. No comment. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so we were watching this one live together in the room, which is always quite hard to do because we want to talk during the ad breaks. So we did do some predictions during the ad breaks, but I won't share them with everybody until the very end to see whether we got them right or not. Alex kept on talking. He kept on saying things. We were like, no, we've got to keep it quiet because we've got to then perform for the podcast. Perform. Perform for the podcast. He also he also keeps going like, <gasps> like he's going to talk and then he doesn't talk, which is almost worse than just not talking. Do you know what I mean? What I like this week is because I was sat next to you and I knew that you were leading this part of the podcast, I've not written anything for the signature or anything at all. Well, the first thing I noticed this week, before they even started everything, was Josh's apron was dirty pre-signature. I noticed that. Is it like, do we look out for those things because we've been on the show or is that just really obvious? I don't know, but it was also like in a weird place. Like it was like on his chest. It was like sweat marks. <laughs> or maybe sweat marks. I thought about something else that might have gone to his chest. Um, so the signature was 12 individual savoury picnic pies with hot watercress pastry in two hours. Oh, is that what they were doing? <laughs> I thought it was quite a good challenge, but quite tight. Yeah, honestly, this year, they've done really well at stripping back things. Mm. But then it feels like they've just really cut down the time a bit too much. But then hot water crust pastry doesn't require the resting time that everything else does. So perhaps it actually was all right. Yeah, and if you're not doing like a, a typical pork pie, you mm. let them rest and you fill with jelly, etc. But these, they weren't doing that. So it probably was okay. Well, there were a couple of, and I quote, raw pork fillings <laughs> across the tent, wasn't there? Do you like a raw pork filling? I like my pork to be cooked. Hmm. Got anything to say about that? No. no. Uh, so Paul wanted the picnic pies to be moist to the mouth, which I think is probably just about right. And Prue was concerned about the tops popping up and falling off. Has that <laughs> happened to you before? Yes, regularly. <laughs> and there was also lots of discussion about washing tops. Do you like yeah. to wash your tops? Yes, definitely. You don't want a dirty top. I don't tend to wash mine. I don't mind them being pale. Really? I live in England, darling. I've got much choice. Uh, who, who stood out for you? Well, first of all, the standout for me so far 
is Alison. Can we mm. just point out the fact that she has like, talk about hitting the ground running. Mm. She feels like she is Bake Off now. And she wore her pajamas this week, which was nice. <laughs> she did lovely silk pajamas. <laughs> she's just perfect. She's so much, so much fun. It feels like she's been there the whole time. Yeah, it really does. Uh, I liked the ideas. I saw that you pulled a face actually when we were watching this, but Saku's, my mum used to make us these potato tuna fish cakes which were just mashed potato and tuna mm. and so her pie with that and then an egg in the middle i like the sound of it in judging she didn't do so well i just don't know if i want my tuna to be spicy oh i love spicy tuna or to be with an egg oh no i love see we're, we're different than tuna I- and egg tuna egg potato spicy that was perfect do you know for what me. i've been told i need to stop saying i hate things so i'm just gonna say it's not for me <laughs> so so different and i i love that for you <laughs> <laughs> so who do, who was yours? Who was your number I, one? I I love the idea of the lamb kima from Dan. That sounded delicious. Although he did say turmeric for his pastry, and we all know it's turmeric. Turmeric, definitely. Turmeric, but yeah, turmeric and cumin in his pastry. It sounded lovely. Um, <laughs> yeah, but what am I called? Turmeric and cumin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I agree though. This one sounded. I mean, I don't eat meat, but a lamb kima in mm. a hot water crust pie actually Sounds sounded brilliant. Delicious. He also had a little tool in his pocket. Did you hear about a little tool in his pocket? <laughs> we saw it. You, did you see his tool? He took it out. I don't think I looked at it. I think I averted my eyes out of respect. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else was there going on in the tent? We had Rowan making a Cumberland sausage, bacon and sweet potato one, which is based on Christmas stuffing, sort of. And then there was a whole conversation about the fact that he wasn't pricking his tops. Um, as in, he, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't putting a hole in the top of his... Stop sniggering at me. He, he wasn't putting a hole in the top of his pastry to let the steam out. And then he tried to like claim it so he could poach the bacon... Yeah, I don't think bacon doesn't. Bacon's not a sponge; it doesn't absorb steam. And I don't think I've ever wanted my bacon poached. I've never looked at it and gone, "Oh, I wish this was like more <laughs> flaccid and wet." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? A little bit sogging grisly at the edges. It was a bit weird. Um, Alison talked him into putting, um, and I quote, three little pricks into each <laughs> of his <laughs> into each of his lids." Bless Alison teaching him. When Matty came on the screen, it didn't matter what pie I said. You said, "Nice bum." Straight away. <laughs> that was the, I mean, that was the first thing you said for this whole episode. <laughs> Couldn't hold that comment in, could you? <laughs> like, you've taken no notes, but you wrote that down. That's the only note I've written for, for Matty. <laughs> nice bum, fuck's sake. <laughs> he did have a nice bum, though. I'd sta- I stand by it. And he was making a Spanakopita, um, which was a good idea, I thought, for the flavours, actually. And in judging, he did do very well. They really liked it. Yeah, they said they were a bit messy, which I completely disagreed with, actually. It was weird in the judging because they said things that I thought looked neat weren't. And then vice versa. Yes. So they kind yeah. of made out like Nikki's were a bit messy, but they weren't. Yeah. I, I, it was all a bit confusing for me. I did love that Dana was making potato dauphinoise, a very good idea as well, although quite a carby pie. Yeah. And then Paul said, oh, it's like a pithivier. And she was like, what's that? And he went, interesting, for reasons which later became clear, because she was basically making the technical, but just three hours early. Yeah. That, which I, is great. I loved that. So, um, so good. Who did you worry about during this one? I did worry about Nikki, Mm. but the thing I worried about was not the thing that was actually bad because hers looked very pale. But at the start of the judging, they did say, actually, these are baked, but then everything else seemed to be wrong. Yeah, they told her it was a difficult thing to eat, which isn't really something you want to hear on a show which is about eating. In fact, this week, there was quite a lot of comments that just made it sound like the eating wasn't very pleasant. Yeah. I think you can tell this week that the pressure started to get to them. Like around week four, week five, it starts ramping up and people like Christy 
were get, the pressure was really getting to it. And you could tell she was getting a bit tearful and a bit upset. And we t- turned out she got a handshake, so she was clearly doing something right. But I think around that time, you do start to second guess every single thing that you're doing. And when things don't turn out exactly how they were at home, you start panicking. Yeah, but also, there's already quite a risky feeling to think that someone's going home each week. When you know there's two people going home, like with our series, we knew at some point two people were going home. Yeah. We didn't know what week. They all knew yeah. that this week two people were going home. That's a really good point. Also, just a quick note, Christy is beautiful. Oh, she is. She's just glowing at all times. Her and Dana, they're just lighting oh, up the tent. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely beautiful. At the bottom end, bless him, not that I know his preference, was Rowan, who when they came out, some had no bottoms and some had loose tops. <laughs> uh and this seemed to be at the bottom. He had a bit of issues with his bottoms throughout the week. Yeah, really. He did. And he mentioned in the second one in the in the showstopper when we get to it that he doesn't blind bake his pies. Maybe that's why his bottoms keep falling out. I have to say, it did feel like he lacked a bit of pastry knowledge. It seemed that maybe pastry isn't his thing because he's actually been quite strong in a lot of things. Mm. When he's made errors before, it hasn't seemed like it's from a technical point of view, whereas it seems like maybe he just doesn't know pastry. Right. And before we get to our um, first ad break roundup, which we did while watching it, I do want to just quickly mention Tasha's mustard bottom. It's not really a colour you want on a bottom, is it really? No, no. You can tell something's gone a bit wrong. But Prue liked it. Prue, Prue certainly did. Right. Let me find that voice note. Producer Alex has complained that the audio quality is not very good, but I'm going to do it anyway. Ha ha. Ad break one. David, who's got Starbaker? Oh, Starbaker, Josh. I think Josh is up there. We're getting lots of Nikki screen times. I'm concerned Nikki's one of the casualties. Who's your second prediction? But Nikki's also look quite good. My second prediction is maybe... Um, oh, no, I meant Nikki, actually. <laughs> I was just thinking Nikki. Sure. I was thinking you were talking about Christy, but hers... She's... I mean, we're trying to do a quick fire one here, David. It's not going to be quick. Uh, other person, Rowan's struggling. So we're going to say currently, potentially Rowan and Nikki to go and Josh to win. This will all change in 15 minutes. Except it didn't. But why did we not have Christy at the top considering she had a handshake? Because perhaps, well, she hadn't had the handshake yet, had she? It was before judging. Oh, before judging, that's why. Um, so then we moved on to the technical, which was a Dauphinoise Pithivier um, with a blue cheese sauce in two hours, 45 minutes. And the words of wisdom before we go on were the textures on the inside and the outside must be perfect. And what are your words of wisdom, Michael? Mine are, if you can't swim, don't. I mean, that's definitely better words of wisdom. (laughs) I like it. What did you think? Very good technical. It's testing rough puff, which I would have thought they were all quite good at. But then it's also quite technical with, I mean, especially getting a soggy bottom and things. I mean, the idea of the actual bake did sound like carb fantastic not very very carby and rich just very very rich i really liked paul's description of it as pastry butter pastry butter pastry butter pastry which is very similar to a song that they made out of me on extra slice when i was talking about how to ice a cake and it goes like this it was red though white though red though white though red though white though red though white no cake buttercream cake buttercream cake See? I love the video that comes with that as well, though. Yeah, we'll post that on that. our OnlyFans this week. I thought it was quite a good challenge, quite a difficult one in the time, but a good challenge overall. I actually had a little bit of anxiety this week because mm. straight away, Nikki starts rubbing in her butter as if it's a short crust pastry. And yeah. I was just like, my jaw started tensing. I'm like, okay, Nikki, okay. Yeah. Uh, but the main thing for this whole week was no one knows what a scalloping is. Do you mean scalloping? Because you clearly don't know either. Scallop. Is it a scallop? 
Well, you can say scallops. Oh, you're just pronouncing it differently. Yeah, uh, but even the judges didn't seem to know what it was. No, because they kept complimenting people scalloping when it was just like crimping, or as, or as Saku kept muttering during the first challenge, crimpling, <laughs> crimpling, which we're now going to use. <laughs> yeah, they were all just crimpling the edges, which is fair enough. It's just I was more than surprised that yeah, Prue and Paul were saying, "Oh, lovely scalloped edge." Yeah, yeah. So Dan was after a puffy rise and was also checking for tenderness, which is kind of what I look for on hinge. I mean, that's important to check for tenderness. They were anyway. all cutting their hands up, actually. He grated his, he grated his knuckles into the, into the Ooh, pastry. There's one thing grating a finger. When you grate your knuckles, mm. plural, it's not good. Uh, I would also like to question what, how Matty managed to get flour on his back. He turned around to put the pastry into the freezer and there was flour all down his back. I don't think anyone else noticed this apart from you, Michael. But I was just checking. <laughs> just for, checking. For journalistic reasons. <laughs> you wanted to pat him down, didn't you? <laughs> um... The blue cheese sauce, they focus on a bit too much for me. I was like, I don't really... They, yeah, you, they need to give them something to do while it's resting and baking. But I was a bit like, all right, okay, fine. I mean, surely it was literally put some blue cheese and cream in a pan. Do you like a salty, creamy sauce? Yes, I do. You do? <laughs> I don't think it's for me. Not a mouldy one, though. No, you don't want bits. You don't want flex, do you? No. Um, so in ninth place was Nikki. Sadly, it did look a bit like a frisbee. Josh came eighth and Matty came seventh. And up at the top was third place for Tasha, second place for Dana and first place for Dan, who blushed. He was very chuffed with himself. He's good at the technicals, isn't He's he? He's very Dan? good. I think the main issue with most of the Pithiviers, they were probably all doing quite well. It was just that the shape was missing because they hadn't mounded. Yeah, but none of them looked like they had particularly flaky pastry. They all looked quite wet. I don't know. It's really hard during a technical to kind of see because they just cut so quickly through them all. Yeah, they don't. And they obviously, maybe they haven't rested properly as well or maybe rested too long. But yeah. they, they still liked them. And Prue looked like she was enjoying herself. She did indeed. Shall we find out what we had to say? Yes. Uh, second ad break, I immediately forgot what I said before. We Nikki was at the bottom and Josh at the top. I don't know who else was. So do we think Starbake has changed? Yes, because Josh did really badly. Yeah, but Christy got a handshake. It has worse things have happened because Christy was what fifth or something in the technical, which means I think she still could get Star Baker. Bottoms, I still think is Rowan and Nikki. I don't want it to be true though. Yeah, I think Christy is the top. Um, I think Rowan probably saved himself a little bit there. Nikki's definitely right at the bottom. Yeah, I don't think Josh will go. We'll have to wait and see. I think we did quite well with our predictions, actually. We're doing very well, aren't we? So then, just before the showstopper, they were doing that weird bit where they kind of summarise for us, even though we've just watched what, what's happened. And like we've just done now. Like we've just done just there. But then Prue mentioned that there was a WhatsApp group without Alison. And I just wanted to double check that you knew about the WhatsApp group that was without you during our filming. No, I did not know that. Did you Michael? not? No. So it was like the it was like the Lemonese WhatsApp group and one person got added to it throughout and you never got to you never got to join in. I know. And I think I did know about it after a certain point, but I didn't know it when you were leaving. I don't think did you actually join Rosie when she left? Yes. Oh, because I think that's when I found out about it, I think. Because we kind of splintered into different WhatsApp groups throughout filming. There was a lot of splintering. And we all, straight away, they tried to do, they did a WhatsApp group for all the bakers, but one of the production team were, were part of that WhatsApp group. And straight away, it was probably Michael, set up a whole separate one. It was Dan, thank with, you. Without the Love Production uh, team member. So we just had our own private one. And then no one was actually messaging the other one. We had to remember like once a week to write a message to look like we were using it. <laughs> that's true. It was mainly to organise going for drinks in the hotel. Yeah. Or watching. We used to watch Love Island together as a wee group. Yumi, Henry, Priya. Alice. Alice joined in on them as well. It's the only time I ever watched it. You got quite into it, actually, that year. Yeah. I like watching any program when I watch it with people, basically. Sure. <laughs> Nothing else to say about that. So the showstopper, so Michael. Showstopper. I've not written anything down, as usual, because you're Did, doing it. What so. do you remember it being? Pretty Tarts? No, Pretty Pies. <laughs> pretty pretty Pies. Again, from my Hinge settings. Uh, how long? Six hours. Four. Four. And how many at least? 
Three. Look at you. You're not doing too badly. Um, I got a, an outraged voice note. While we're doing voice notes, I, just, I think I've just discovered that I can do them on the podcast. I got an outraged one from Amelia. Did you hear this one? Um, not Rowan stealing my line. How dare he? Amelia is famously the originator of ASAP Rocky as a phrase. Oh, is that what it So was? I'm going to put that in the oven ASAP Rocky. I've caught it from her. Did you not, did you not notice it? No, I didn't notice it. As soon as, as soon as that happened, I thought of Amelia. Then I got an outraged message her being like, what? <laughs> this week, though, I have to say, out of any of the Tom Hobe illustrations, as a set, Ooh, yeah. these were stunning. I would buy all of these weeks. And it was a really good challenge this year so far they've been five for five every single showstopper challenge has been good and a challenging amount of time and they've been able to be creative enough and the drama just comes naturally from rowan's problem with bottoms (laughs) (laughs) and bleeding and stabbing around some quite some bleeding bottoms this week didn't he um there was an awful toe curler moment when allison was trying to help him get his tart out and it tore in half oh oh tearing just or you never want tearing um who stood out I think Dana's was really good. I loved the idea of Dana's. Yes. Honey baklava pie with an almond frangipan. Yeah. And, and then also bit... mulled wine and apple ones as well. And different because everyone else seemed to do very, very fruity. Whereas I liked the idea. She didn't quite, as usual with Dana, she didn't quite pull it off perfectly. Not enough like, time. No, and like the frangipan was too thick and then it was a bit oversweet. But it looked really good as well. It looked really impressive. It was really, really good. I also thought the look of Christie's was pretty spectacular when it came to it at the end. Where she had a spiced apple pie, a blueberry pie, and a raspberry and frangipan pie. And I thought it looked really beautiful. She had a lovely stand. She dressed it very nicely as well. A stand does help. Um, Dan did some quite intricate kind of decorations. He was doing bakes inspired by his travels. So we had cherry, grape, and then tropical fruits. Grape's quite hard. as a f- It doesn't really taste of anything. And it's very, very wet. His issues, like, like you say, it looked beautiful, but he didn't really... The fillings were all off, basically. Yeah. Matty was making rhubarb and custard pie, a plum pie, and an apple and cinnamon pie. Do you know what? Rhubarb and custard... In a pie sounds delicious. And what Nikki did was add a wee bit of ginger to that, which sounds divine. Uh, Matty's were a little rustic um, and a raw top, which sounds a bit painful. Um, The other end of the spectrum was Nikki. Yeah. Who was using the traditional rubber tin method. Have you used that before? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Plenty of times? Yeah, plenty of Do times. Use machines more these days. Well, I would I think she should have used a machine. <laughs> it does cramp your hands. People don't quite realise how much pastry you're making. Yeah. In the tent you look for shortcuts and like using a food processor would have been so much easier. The first time I practiced my pastry week showstopper, which I sadly never got to present to the world, I did it by hand and it was like a kilo of flour and my hands were like claws by the end of it. I couldn't do anything else. Yeah, you actually get cramp. You it's get really cramp hard. Nikki's looked really good at the end. I thought there was this like slight hope that she stunning. might have t- little chance that she'd saved herself. But then Paul, Paul said, I've never eaten a dry apple pie before. And you kind of knew at that point she was sunk. But then I love that she was like, well, it's the first time for everything, isn't it? What a lovely thing to have experienced. <laughs> Do you know what? She kind of still had that bubbly personality, but there was yeah. something that was slightly like you could just see that she hadn't had the best week. Yeah. Both her and Rowan, who all the way through weren't thriving as best they could have been. They handled it with so much grace and humor like yeah. i was so impressed by that like i i genuinely couldn't do that in the tent when i was struggling i found it really hard, hard to find the funny side of it especially knowing that two people are going like it must be really so difficult. much respect for them for that um rowan he was doing absolutely fabulous pies which is a brilliant thing i don't know how they got that through copyright to be fair but brilliant that he was doing that thought it was great although and i quote the top separated from the bottom 
which sounds like the gossip in my like friendship circles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my Instagram close friends list. <laughs> um, two were too wet, one was too dry. I thought in all those things, you were never actually allowed to still serve in the tins. But that one, it was like a swamp. It, yeah, it was that or nothing. Yeah, yeah It was exactly. that or nothing. Overall, though, I thought by the big disasters, they all did fairly well. I think it was just quite obvious for this whole episode, pretty much who was going home, sadly. So the winner was Christy, which we loved to see. And quite an emotional little note from her at the end about wanting to do something for herself. And I think we've heard that a couple of times. Like, that was a bit like Nadia back in the day. We especially have seen that with mums, actually, haven't yeah. we? Because we had it with Joe in series two, yeah. where obviously they spend their life doing things for other people. And like Christy mentioned this, that she's having to like practice well into the night because she's got her kids around her all the time. Yeah. And it's like, this is something for her. Love that for Christy. And we're really sad to see Rowan and Nikki go. That's two really big personalities that have just been swept out from us now. And the Scottish accent's gone. I love her Ooh, Scottish hello, accent. Hello, Nikki. Hello. Hello, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad that they're going and it's going to be really different next week because we're going from nine to seven. Oh, but there's a lot less writing for us. So that's nice. Well, you famously only wrote the word bottom earlier on. <laughs> that's your fault. <laughs> oh, I'm sad. I never liked two at once. Oh, not what I've heard. <laughs> you leave my personal life out of this, David. It was a sad goodbye to the lovely Rowan and the lovely Nikki. But we do have Botanical Week next week to look forward to. It's still a travesty that we're not going to see Abby, Queen of the Forests, getting stuck into this one. <laughs> yes, I actually don't know much about foraging. We should maybe get Elena to do a Q&A about it on our only plans. Ooh, this feels like an opportunity for a plug. Close that drawer, David. No, not that type of plug. I meant for our only plans. We upload loads of bonus content, including ad-free episodes, recipes, Q&As, book clubs, and pictures of my bum. Yes, that last one is sadly true. <laughs> All for the price of a medium-sized box of chocolates a month. Just head over to patreon.com forward strokes sticky bun boys to find out more <laughs> right let's crack on with this week's taste test which comes from adam adam likes buttered crumpets not a euphemism topped with pate what do we reckon when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue nile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When we say pate, we're meaning those little jars of the really smooth pate. Like Brussels pate. Because that could probably work on a crumpet. Not that I would like that. It depends how crusty the crumpet is. I'm thinking it's quite soft. Are you wanting it quite crispy? I toast mine so they're quite crispy on top. Yeah, but then kind of soft in the middle. Yeah. And then a smooth pate. If it was like more like a grizzle, where it's that like kind of like lumpy pate, no thank you. No, it'd have to be very smooth, but I don't want grizzle in my pate anyway. <laughs> I'm not putting any grizzles anywhere near my mouth, thank you very much. <laughs> So we say yes to that, pate on, pate on crumpets. I think we've let I them off. I think we might actually have... That, I wasn't expecting that when I wrote that down. No, I wasn't expecting it either. Right, this week. This actually came from Instagram. So she's called Premier Pastry. Oh. I don't know if it's a woman, actually. Just made that up. I said, hey guys, I often wondered why the bakers don't chill down their fillings while waiting for the cakes to cool. Seems like it would make assembling a slightly warm cake easier and ultimately more stable. For example, piping out a layer of ganache or buttercream, the diameter of your cake onto baking paper and putting it in the fridge, then using that to layer the cakes. That's quite a good idea. Never thought of that before. But we don't bake under time pressure anymore, so it's not necessarily relevant. But thinking about it now, I've seen people do that on Instagram. It must be a very American thing, yeah, where you get a piece of baking paper and you kind of like swirl it around and then you kind of peel that off onto the cake. Oh, the one I've been seeing recently is when they stick the cake onto like a board and then they like build like a dam around it and then they fill the whole thing with liquid buttercream, leave it to set and peel off the dam and it's like perfectly smooth sides. I've never seen that one. I mean, that would take too long to do in a tent, but that's a very good idea. Yeah, well Well done. Well done, Premier Pastry. Whoever's on Bake Off Series 15, is it 15 next year? 14, yeah, 15, yeah. Yeah, well, good tip for you there. Did you lose something on your shoulder there? Yeah, my earring. It always comes out. I thought you were just looking for the chip on your shoulder. (laughs) Right, this one came from Philip into Instagram and people are going to have seen British Bake Off's Instagram to know what this one was about. They said, can we get a special segment about this? And it was the reel of Abby doing her animal noises. Have you seen it? No. Producer Alex is going to hate this because it's going to be yet more audio from my phone. Shall we try it? The first time I saw this, I totally forgot about it. It's absolute genius. Basically, it's a bit of background. The team always ask you to do these random things between, you know, when it's like when we're waiting for our judging and things like that, there's someone, this social media person comes around. You had to walk on your hands, didn't you? Yeah. They ask you like what your special talent is. And you're like, I don't have talent. It's baking. And so and you, this can, is, you can barely do that. <laughs> and this is what Abby came up with. I'm Abby and this is my secret talent. Oh my God. I mean, the cow at the end isn't very good, but the rest of them... That horse was very impressive. <laughs> and if you go watch it on Instagram, you get to see her doing her movements. They're really did good. She pra- did she practice that? I think she's been practicing that for years. And with who? Like, who do you practice that with? I think she's been on a farm on her own, I think. She's been practicing with the animals. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love it. Please go watch that. Um, right, I've got a new segment, Michael. Okay. Because, basically, I have these things sometimes where I just think, is this a normal thing to do? Is this Okay. And I, as you know, I'm a little bit dirty. I'm a bit of a, I don't know, I'm not that clean. And you are actually one of the people I think of if I think of etiquette. Because, I mean, already, look, everything is a nick to you. So you have very high standards. <laughs> you, okay. if, you know, if there was like a finishing school, a modern day finishing school, yes. you would be the governess that led I the school. I am very good at finishing. <laughs> so my new segment is I'm going to ask you questions of is it rude to? Can I get a jingle? 
Three, Ooh. two, one, go. Is it rude to? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to clip that out and every week, whenever we use Oh, it. no, please don't. <laughs> you put me on the spot. You've gone red. <laughs> right. First one. Is it rude to go to the gym, then go and get your hair cut? Yes. Why? Because they have to deal with your sweaty hair. But don't they have to just deal with like dandruff and dirt and sweat anyway? Do they really care? But should they, David, is the question. My issue with this is that... After you've had your hair cut, you need to have your hair showered to get all the little tiny bits of hair off. Yes, so but, to shower twice. Well, I also, if I have a haircut after work, I will come home and shower and then go to the haircut. Because I've got wax in my hair. They don't have to deal with that. Oh, but I don't have wax in my hair. But then do you have to shower afterwards as yes, well? Yes, but if I'm saying I'm getting wax out of my hair and you've got sweat, that's worse than wax. No, wax is worse. Isn't their life hard enough having to make conversation for eight hours a day without having to touch greasy filth on your head? So, but that my question is then, do you wash your hair before and then you wash your hair afterwards? Yes. But that's my t- showers for two weeks used up. <laughs> you are actually <laughs> disgusting. Okay, I kind of thought you would say for that one, but I did, yeah. I was on the edge of thinking, okay, that is a bit rude. Uh, is it rude to... Okay, so b- b- before you do the second one, can we have the jingle one more time? No, you cannot. Producer Alex. Is it rude to... Oh, right. Is it rude to not wash your hands after a wee? Yeah. Because I... No, it's not... Well... See, I... See, so I'm gonna... I'm gonna out myself as filthy here. I do sometimes not use soap. Oh, what? What? As filthy? Do you know what? I was listening to to a radio programme in the UK and they were saying there was some research done and when they actually did research it's something like 90% of people don't actually wash their hands after a wee but everyone pretends that they do. Maybe this is the reason I'm single. But I think it's more in in public toilets people tend to do it more as well as like a a show. I don't think public toilets are the place to be looking. (laughs) It is for you. (laughs) Yes, is the answer. Okay, I don't wash my hands even after a poo most of the time. Well, actually on this looking both of you in the eyes here both of you came to my house to record this very podcast last week and when you left there was a poo floating in the toilet <laughs> that would have definitely been me it just wasn't flushed <laughs> to be honest though i remember him fucking going I, alex throwing me under the bus of course, <laughs> of course it was me who else would it be you are awful my home well i just made you dinner tonight i didn't wash my hands after going for a wee oh. <laughs> <laughs> think about the tent as well poor paul and prue Prawl and Prue. Prawl and Prue. Are we getting the jingle one more time? <laughs> is it rude to... <laughs> Lovely. It gets better each time, doesn't it? Is it rude to go to work commando? I think just, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah, but it's not rude to other people, just in case. No, I just as long as you're not like unzipping. <laughs> Why would you do that? Well, I don't know. We've all heard your stories. Actually, maybe you would unzip to like tuck your jumper in or something. You tuck your t-shirt in. You've got to be more careful. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not against it. Okay, well, I've learned a lot today. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're very welcome. Okay, my favourite part of the week, the icks. Uh, actually, when I read these, I'd already read the ones before I read them, <laughs> and I laughed again just reading them to myself. I've just read them. Yeah, they're good. They're good this week. Okay, first one. Bending at the waist to tie your shoes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Bending, to say it again. <laughs> bending at the waist to tie your shoelaces. <laughs> I love this one. You bend down properly. Bend your knees. Yeah, you crouch. Yes, you, you should crouch. be. You should be entering a squat position to tie your shoelaces, shouldn't you? Bending oh. at the waist. <laughs> if someone does that again, I'm just going to push them over. <laughs> okay, the next one. When they blow on their food to cool it down. That is a bit of an it. Although I did that yesterday. I mean, it's. Sometimes you have to do it. Maybe it's the way you blow as you well. <laughs> it's all about how you blow. I think if it's soup, I hate it more. <laughs> yes. Because it's like you blow on the surface of a small pool of water. 
but then it's also quite an ick those people that like just get the soup from around the bowl because they know that bit's a bit cool on the edge at, yeah oh, <laughs> so what that. do you want them to do wait till it's cool <laughs> okay the good ones this week okay the next one and there were other weeks people who gave in last week they were also good <laughs> i'm still thinking about running up the stairs on all fours <laughs> yes okay next one people who say holly bobs oh i hate it hate absolutely. it absolutely it makes my toes curl a bit again once again that's actually gone beyond a nick that's super ick Okay, this one I love. This one. <laughs> Drinking tea with the tea bag still in the cup. <laughs> Awful. I think for me, it's like imagining the wet bag hit your lips. Oh, touch your lips, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just realised oh. realize what I said. <laughs> Teabagging. <laughs> Literally teabagging. Being teabagged. Is that, what that, is that where that comes from? I think that must be what it came from. It's an absolute ick from me. Okay, this one is this one is my favourite one, I think. Although, actually, tie the shoelaces. When he goes through the full body scanner at the airport security and is standing with his arms in the air. <laughs> I love that. That's an enforced ick. Everyone has to do that. Everyone feels icky doing it. It's brilliant. I think it's like, it's the powerless. It's like the shoe shop assistant taking away his shoes. It's like the powerlessness <laughs> yes. of him in that situation. Okay, for me... Oh, these are quite strong, you know. These are strong. I ha- shoelaces, teabagging, or or body scanning. Once again, I think you've made teabagging funnier than it actually was. <laughs> so I Thank think you. it's shoelacing. Shoelaces or, or body scanning? The shoelace is an instant ick. Any, I'm picturing, I just literally pictured Alex trying to do it. You just, oh, Alex has just done it. Yeah, that's an ick. Yeah. Anyone, anytime I picture anyone doing that, it's an ick. Yeah, bending at the waist in any, in any circumstance isn't the best, but especially to tie your shoelaces. And here we are at the end of another week. It's literally Tuesday, David. Well, my week only exists between episodes of Bake Off. Dear Lord, what a sad little life, Jane. <laughs> We're loving the influx of messages, so do keep them coming in. Ask any burning Bake Off questions, share unpopular food opinions, whatever you want. Actually, we've not had much in the way of soggy bottom dramas recently, so please do let us know any dating questions or dating disasters. We love those. Yes, we do. Actually, Alex went on a date recently. We'll have to ask him. Ooh. Um, you can drop us a DM on our socials at Sticky Bum Boys or an email at stickybumboys at gmail.com. If you're on our only flans, you get a direct line to us too, so feel free to use it and abuse it. Yes, indeed. We will see you next week, and in the meantime... <laughs> Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very professional, David. In one breath. (laughs) We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.